What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Just Effort Podcast. I'm Angelo. I'm your host, and I'm excited to bring you episode 50 because today we have self care part two with Nancy Gallegos. If you don't know Nancy, if you didn't listen to her first episode, make sure you go back and re-listen because that was such a great episode, especially for all of our coaches because Nancy is actually a self-care and business mentor and she helps with, she helps mental health professionals and social workers recover from burnout and compassion fatigue. Sounds wordy, but trust me, it's simple. But And the truth is she is such an awesome person. And when you listen to this episode, You're going to see why a lot of people come to her, especially coaches and consultants, and why they come to her to prevent burnout. Nancy provides some awesome, awesome tangible tips, not just in the first episode, but this part two is a perfect follow-up, especially in this time of day. With all the craziness going on around us, this is a great one to listen to. So make sure you follow her on her social media. Um, And if you haven't already, make sure you leave us a, a review on iTunes because we would really appreciate it and it helps us reach more people. Thank you guys. Have a great Friday and I'll talk to you later. Don't complicate it for yourself, especially right now in this time. Sometimes simple, simple things are the best thing when we do it daily, but also it's, it's these simple things, and I'll talk about some t- today, but some of these simple techniques or tips, whatever you want to call them, can be the hardest ones only because it requires changing your mindset and how we view mm. things and our beliefs um, and, and how we view how to take care of ourselves and moving people away from, like and we touched on it in the, our last episode too, that you know, it's beyond um, going for a massage. It's beyond, you know, yes, a vacation. Yes, go and get our nails done. Yes, going to all these places and pampering yourself. That's great. And I love that. Um, but even right now, what's happening in the world that, you know, we have to stay at home. All those places are closed down right now. So what do you do to take care of yourself? This is, I think, what's so important to understand that self-care is when um, it's it's like an inner job. It, it's like us looking inward and doing things on a daily basis, little daily basis things that we can do that again are going to help us in the long run because you're changing your lifestyle. Mm, that's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you literally picked up where you left off last. Yes. <laughs> It's like you just listen awesome. to the podcast right before this talk, and you just like whoop, and I'm like, all right, we're good. Good thing we're recording all of that. Yes, so. yes. Well, I feel like the general feeling in my community, with the people I know, with the world, is very heavy right now. Yeah, I yeah. feel like there's so much that we're seeing, whether it be on the news or on social media or hearsay from people that we speak to, that's really heavy. It's really hard to manage. And I personally feel like when that happens, it's so easy to get lost in that downward spiral of continuing to think like that, continuing Mm -hmm. to not look after yourselves. I mean, I feel like there's been so many people on social media that I know that are talking about how much they're eating or how much they're drinking or how much they're not working out and not sleeping good and just have the TV on 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel like I eventually got to the point where I had to make a choice. Yeah. And for me, it was definitely about being mindful, being aware, and most of all, becoming self-aware to looking after myself more. So I love that we can talk to you today about how to practice self-care during times of crisis, Mm -hmm. because I'm sure that so many people feel like this is the last time, like this, that's the last thing that they would ever want to think about is looking after themselves when we have so much more responsibility. Like Mm -hmm. especially if you're a parent, your kids are all home, your spouse is at home trying to work. Like how do you possibly start integrating self-care into your routine when you have all these things happening in the world, when you have all this responsibility on your shoulders right now? Yes. God, you brought up a lot of good points. I love that. Love that. So let me start here before I say about kind of things that they can start doing. And I, and I say this because I want to remind people too that, you know, um, see what tends to happen when we're in a crisis, which right now we have a worldwide crisis with, doesn't matter what country you're in right now, most of it's, you know, state or city or county. I mean, there, there is this, this um, there's high level of stress right now going around, like you said, in the world. And what tends to happen is what I've seen is when there is, you know, um, crisis and high stress and it's like self-care t- tends to take a backseat, like you said, but it's really when we actually need to make it a priority to really taking care of ourselves. But see, this is why I have seen a pattern, why it tends to happen. It's because self-care, if I really summarize it, self-care is really looking within ourselves. It's um, checking in within ourselves checking in with our intuition, seeing what is it that I need right now in this moment? How am I feeling? Which of my needs are not being met? Why am I feeling this way? So it's a lot of um, listening compassionately to ourselves, to our needs, and um, without guilt, without me and me of that. And so what tends to happen when we are in crisis mode, um, you know, we go into survival mode or panic mode. Um, I mean, we've seen it, you know, I mean, with a lot of stuff happening, you know, the, the hoarding of, of food items and household items and all this, the first couple of weeks when this went down here in, in the United States. And what happens is when we're in crisis, we react to our environment. And it's, it's natural human, you know, behavior. And, um, but it's during these times when we really have to take care of ourselves even more because when we are at our best is when we make the best decisions. And like you said, people's worlds um, have been turned upside down from, from jobs changing, people being laid off or others reducing their hours or overnight they have found themselves working from home for the very first time. You know, people sometimes say, oh, score, no more commute, I'm working from home. But it's a transition. It takes, it takes a transition to really um, get that down. Um, not only you working from home, from our listeners that are listening, for those that have children, that all of a sudden they're finding themselves being teachers too, homeschooling their children because of the closures of schools, their spouses being home. Like you said, so many things, so many decisions that they have to make, these feelings of overwhelm that um, we react to that. And that's normal. But I think it's helping people to realize that, okay, this is when more I need to really check in with myself. And I think that I always say the first thing I've been telling everyone that's been reaching out to me is um, you got to give yourself a little grace right now. 
we have to give ourselves a little grace. You know, we are in um, charting through unknown waters. There's a lot of changes. I mean, from everything, from people's jobs and everything, like this is something new we are experiencing at this level. Um, and people are trying to figure out what's going to happen with, you know, all these decisions. And it, but even taking it just to a household level, you know, so many things that are changing um, from, from their children's, from homeschooling, homeschooling their kids at school. What do they need? How are they going to do their jobs? I, you know, I work with a lot with um, psychotherapists and social workers and that were forced overnight to have to then move their face-to-face clients to overnight. I mean, to teletherapy, video, like something completely different, like all these changes and decisions. So I say you have to give yourself a little grace right now. And knowing that you are doing the best you can under the circumstance that you're in right now. So what does that mean? That means like, you know, if you have a full list of to-do items, like a huge to-do list, if you don't get through all of them, like give priority. What needs to really be done today? But if you don't get through your whole list, it's going to be okay. Tomorrow's a new day. It's a fresh start. Give yourself that. Right now is not a time for us to aim for perfection. And knowing that you're not alone in this. It's, you know, it's your neighbors, um, your family members, the world is also going through this right now. If there's a household chore that you didn't get to, you know, it's, it's okay. Give yourself some slack. Right now, you have your children. You've had so many other things added on top of everything that you normally do. So it's almost impossible for you to get through all this stuff. And, and again, like you said, too, all this news that we've been consuming, all this stuff, it's, and it just takes you down more. So giving yourself that little grace um, is so important right now. Mm. I want to dive in a little deeper into into this giving yourself grace, right? Like it's something that we've talked about in our first episode Mm -hmm. and I love that we bring it up here and we're starting off that way. How would you, how would you speak to someone who is a high performer that is used Mm -hmm. to operating at a high level? Now they have to give themselves even more grace where it's like, I was already struggling before. How am I supposed to do it in the middle of this panic and this crisis? A lot of our listeners are CEOs and entrepreneurs and a lot of people consider themselves high performers. And when they hear that, give myself grace, they kind of like one ear out the other. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how would you specifically speak to someone who considers themselves a high performer to give themselves grace? To give themselves grace. Good question. You know, I think, you know, if I would have someone in front of me, it's really looking at okay, there's a couple of things that are coming to my mind, but really looking at, you know, they're so used to that, but looking at what their day-to-day stuff, really what needs to really happen on this day? You know, like I said earlier, getting, setting our priorities. You know, you have this huge list of things you want to do, that satisfaction, and, and I'm going to get into that because I think there is the, the logistical things and then there is the, um, the if you want to say the more, <clears throat> excuse me, mental or beliefs or, or emotional piece uh, attachment to it though. I think logistically is looking at really, okay, what do you need right now? What, it, what do you need to do in your business today that can't wait to tomorrow? You know, whether that's seeing your clients or having this meeting, you know, really this project that you're working on, can that really wait for tomorrow? Can that really wait to Friday? I know you love to work on it right now, but let's really focus on, on the top things that you need to do right now. Let's get through those 
And have these just extra bonuses kind of tasks that if you get through this priority things, then start diving into those. And I think it's just um, helping them see it that way. And I think because, you know, I'm also, um, what did I say, like a recovering perfectionist. I mean, that's something that I've worked on a lot. And it still pops up for me here and there, you know, um, wanting to do that. But really, at the end of the day, it's not that, you know, my boss needed it or my, my team members in my business needed this right away from me. It was more me, my own anxiety or whatever it was to having wanting to get it done. So I think a lot of it is working on that mindset piece too. Like, you know, what is really the worst case scenario that can happen if you don't get it done now? So sometimes it's um, those irrational thoughts or these stories we start kind of creating in, in our mind that, well, if I don't get this done, you know, this trickling effect or this and this and forth. So it's really kind of looking at those thoughts and those beliefs and saying, really, is, is that really true? Would that really happen? I mean, that's one piece. The other mindset piece of it is um, that, you know, you're doing a good enough job. You're doing great and reminding ourselves about that. And, and, um, and working on that belief and looking at exploring where, for me, you know, what was very helpful with this, it was exploring is what was that need I was fulfilling um, when I was always striving to do things so perfect, you know? Um, so what was that fulfilling for me? And I think sometimes this is the hard, this is what I mean, the hard work where we have to look kind of within and ask ourselves for me was like, um, was it that for me was about me wanting, and, and this was more when I was working and, 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 um, when I was working with, with an employer, not so much here in, in my business now, but for me it was like wanting to, to feel like my bosses knew I was doing a good job. Like I can handle this. I can do this. And when reality, they were like, okay, you're working too much. It was like the whole opposite thing. Like I had a perception, like if I'm not doing this, the people that I supervise and manage or my boss, they're not going to think I'm good enough for this position or to doing all this stuff. So looking at those beliefs that we have, those irrational beliefs, irrational thoughts and seeing where is this coming from for me? So I know it kind of went a little bit all over the place, but I think there's so many pieces depending on, on who I'm speaking to that we kind of want to explore. I'm really glad that you did touch on that because like I said in our first conversation, I have trouble with that. Mm -hmm. I'm very like, this needs to get done today. Like there's no excuses. And then if even the smallest thing doesn't get done, even in the middle of all this, right. I'm like, Oh, there's no excuses. Right. Like I'm just very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, that was, that was an awesome gift to hear you say mm -hmm. all that because it is something that I need to practice more. Now, if I can ask you personally, what are some changes that you've had to make, make in your business and maybe in your routine since all this crazy craziness mm -hmm. going on, going around? What have, what have you had to adjust to? Adjust to, um, you know, I think for me, um, was also well, was a couple of things. I think with working with my clients is um, meeting them where they were at right there in that moment. You know, um, being um, 
like I said, being giving myself grace, but also being graceful towards others as well, my team members and my clients and doing that and checking in. I think sometimes we get into this um uh this mode of like business, 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 business actions, or let's say even for my team members, you know, we have like team meetings and do this and we have an agenda, we're doing boom, 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 boom type of thing. And I think we need to stop. What I had to do was really stop myself and say, let's put this on the side right now. It's going to eventually get done. You know, let me sit here and check in with my team members. Let's, let's really um, give them the space right now to see where they're at, what help and support if they need from me right now. Um, whether that means they need some time um, to be with their families right now and adjust, like what needs to get done. It's almost just being human and, or, 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 you know, taking a step back and say, um, let me focus on this. Let me take care of, you know, my team here, my business as I'm taking care of myself too, because the thing is I'm role modeling for them. As I think as a leader, when we take on that leadership role as entrepreneurs and as you're building your teams, um, or whether you work at a super, uh, as a supervisor and manager for your, for your audience that are listening right now is we have to model that stuff, you know, especially in times like this, you know, we're, we're leaders. So it's modeling that self-care, self-compassion, let's do it now. So that was one big thing that I canceled a couple of things, a couple of meetings that I had um, in this month of, of March. I actually also made the decision to postpone um, a launch of a course that I had been working on for a while that was going to happen at the beginning of April. Um, so talking with my team, I said, right now, we don't need this additional stress right now. Let's be here for ourselves. Let's be here. I want to be here for my clients, um, for my family, for myself. Let's postpone it a month or two. So it's making those decisions and looking at that felt good to me. And I say this is not might be the solution for everyone, but I ask for the listeners that are, you know, that are listening right now to, to this podcast is at the end of the day, you got to do what feels good to you. Um, you know, I was having a conversation with another friend of mine that's an entrepreneur that we were discussing about this, about postponing some of the launches. I was hearing a lot of people were telling me, no, go ahead, you know, People need this right now. You should sell your stuff. That was all the advice that I was getting. But for me, in my gut, something wasn't feeling right. I said, no, that just doesn't feel sit well with me. Something is not sitting well with me. If anything, I've learned through this journey um, is listening to myself more. What I said, self-care. We gotta go within ourselves and ask ourselves. And I said, no. This doesn't feel good. This kind of goes against what I believe, my values that go, I want to stop this and I want to focus this and just help and serve right now my followers, my clients, my team members, my family, and myself. I love how you said that. I think that's so powerful and such a great reminder to everyone to, to just take that pause mm -hmm. and figure out what do you feel like the next right thing is to do? Mm -hmm. That's so amazing. So, so yeah. then let me ask you, are you doing this like once a day? Are you doing this multiple times throughout the day? How does that work like logistically for you? So a lot of so what I recommend is, especially right now in these times of chaos, is um, getting into the habit 
of setting some time, alone time, on a daily basis, and I say to get grounded, whatever that might be, and I'll give some examples. And I would say 15 to 30 minutes, I say ideally be great daily, but even if you're starting with five day, five minutes a day, is uh, is amazing. The thing is just start. And what I mean with that is having some some quiet time with yourself. And I know right now it might be hard for our listeners that you know their whole family, their children are, are there. Um, they feel they don't even have a minute alone. But it's finding that time. Whether that means maybe just five minutes before you know you wake up, before you know the fit your your feet hit the ground. It can just be there. You laying down. And what I mean by that is just really grounding yourself. What I have found is what can be very helpful. You don't have to do the whole 15 minutes all in one time. If it works for you, great. Because uh, self-care, all these things, is about finding what works for you, tweaking it and modifying it so it feels good to you. But really the purpose of this is for you to just take a second, like you said, let me pause, whether that means you're just focusing on your breathing whether this means you praying, whether this means you meditating for five minutes, whether this means um, you just sitting there and being aware of your surroundings. I would say sometimes going outside, just getting a little bit of you know vitamin D, some sunlight out there, but being surrounded. What we say with getting grounded is you know sometimes we're pulled in so many directions. You're hopping from one task to another. We're doing, we're like nonstop. But when you take these little five minutes throughout the day to really just get grounded, even just to feel your feet on the ground, or if you go outside, paying attention, it's almost like activating all your senses. Like, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you smelling? Um, what are you touching? Doing it for five minutes, it just helps you tremendously to get to get you grounded, get, um, you know, calm yourself down um, in order to then move on to the next task. And I recommend this a lot to my clients that, that you know, th the ones that are psychotherapists that have sometimes these full days of back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back sessions. And not only that, you know, they're hearing the trauma stories of their clients and all these stories, you know, the work that they do with them. So even if you take five minutes in between sessions to kind of just ground yourself and just almost bring yourself back right now in the present of where you're at, it's is just, it helps you tremendously. Mm. Now, I, I love how you mentioned doing that early, right? Doing that, mm -hmm. one of the first things you do. How important is that to make sure that you get it done as soon as possible before you get to work, before you respond to all these other uh, responsibilities throughout the day. Yeah. You know, it, I personally feel, I'm a believer that it's so important to start our day like that. Now, some people will say, oh, I don't do it in the evening before I go to bed or throughout the time, which is fine. Again, whatever works for you. But I feel that, you know, you getting up, sometimes, you know, we hear the alarm clock um, you know, up we go, or after a couple of snooze <laughs> buttons, you jump up, you start boom, 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 you know, we're always go, 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 go. But I think when you do take those few minutes um, to just get yourself grounded, or even just take a couple of deep breaths to say, okay, I got all this stuff to do today. It's almost like you're kind of going through mentally. But even before I even do that, what I really practice is um, just saying three things that I'm grateful for. 
and just getting into that. That's a practice that I actually started over a year ago that I do every time when I wake up. And it took a while to get that consistently to almost do it naturally. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's just reminding yourself, if you don't remember as before you get up a bed to do it, it's okay. When you remember, just do it in the moment. It only takes 30 seconds for you to just think about like, all right, today I'm grateful for this. Or I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I'm grateful for this. And it's just finding whatever works for you. Or if it's journaling, some people love to write, write it out. You know, uh, I mean, that's something actually I had to learn and get good at um, because I was, I would say, oh, well, I'm not a journal. I don't like to journal, like all that writing. I didn't like, which um, I've actually discovered, I think there is something very powerful in putting down all that in paper, that motion to be able to do it. Um, so whatever that might be, finding what helps you, um, doing it in the morning, if you can, if you forget do it whenever you remember. Now let me let me flip the script a little bit and mm-hmm. this question just popped into my head as you're as you're mentioning all these different types of self-care. What is the most unique form of self-care you've ever heard of? The most unique? Yeah, yeah. I mean, cuz when we when we think self-care, right? <clears throat> uh-huh. I'll go get a massage. I'll go, mm-hmm. you know, go outside. But what what's something that maybe our listeners are like, oh, that's a really good idea. You know, that maybe I'll try that because I don't know. I, I, it was just a question I wanted to throw out there, see if there's anything out of, out of the park that you may have heard of, maybe a client, maybe heard it from somebody else. Um, and, and same goes to you or not. I don't know if you've yeah. heard any other form of self-care that maybe we have never touched on yet, but I'm curious mm-hmm. to kind of pick everyone's brain on mm-hmm. unique form. You know, huh? I'm gonna say unique. I'm trying to think of anything unique. While well, I talk about this one, I don't know if it's unique, mm-hmm. but I know that um, that you know was something that I have never done. I've never done as as self care, but um, I did have remember one time a client and um, that had that she used really her self care was dancing dancing but it was almost like um not dancing that you're following a certain way of dancing or but really just letting her her body move to the music and um she was telling me that she she um found it she'll just be in you know her room one of her rooms in her home would just play some music some meditation music or whatever it might be your height beat and so forth it didn't have lyrics in it and would just let her body move, just move wherever direction and this and that. She would do that. She says five, 10 minutes. And she said she just felt so much better physically and mentally. It's almost like she released everything through these body movements. And she was like, Nancy, it's like, I'm not dancing like, um, you know, country or salsa, none of that stuff. Like, I don't care if I look like a fool. It's just letting my body just move. Um, in doing that and just doing positions and going and throwing myself down. Like it was almost like the body, she remember her describing it. It's almost like her body just releasing. Um, she literally says, I almost feel like physically I can feel my body, my body just releasing all that tension that's been carrying on my shoulders, like just sweating it off and just, um, physically just saying it's, it's out of my body. It's out of my system. 
So that's something I, I even to this day, I have not done, <laughs> you know, as a self-care for me. But, um, but I always remember that, that, that one client. And I say this sometimes, even like when I tell some parents, ask me about things that they could do with their children of, you know, self-care at home. I would say like have a dance party, you know, just being silly, allowing, being just allowing yourself to be silly um, in that moment, laughing and just enjoying, you know, yourself doing it. Because at the end of the day, that's what self-care is. It's really, I would say that self-care is doing things that bring joy back into our lives. So whatever that might be for you, you do that. Oh my gosh. I love that you brought that up because literally that was my next question. Because we're talking about- Reading your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you in my head right now? Uh, <laughs> well, because I'm wondering, you know, we, we, maybe we don't, we can't get up before the kids get up mm -hmm. in order to practice self-care, but we also want to create a culture, like maybe in our household yes. that we are self-aware people that we want each other and our children and our partners and our roommates or whomever may be living with mm -hmm. us to to also practice some kind of self-care so how mm -hmm. how do you start that how do you encourage others to do it and maybe what are some examples that we could do mm -hmm. like group as groups yes yes love that i love that i think you know especially right now for our you know our listeners that um are finding themselves at home and if they have children their whole families at home they're really limited as to where they can go out i think i think overall even it's so important to teach i think children from a very young age about self-care so i think the thing is um first talking so i'll talk about in the sense of, of a family you know really explaining to you can start kind of by making this a family activity and explaining to your kids you know um what self-care is an age-appropriate language so for a young ch child um you know that can mean just explaining to them you know these are things that that you do that make you feel happy that you know make you laugh and feel silly and giggle and when you're done doing them you're just really happy so um or or when you're a little scared or when you're a little worried that it helps you it helps you to kind of feel just relaxed and for our teens and adolescents is, is really explaining self-care is really about um, doing things to showing, it, like, like self-care is self-compassion and self-love, is really doing things to, to practice um, doing things that you love, that make you feel good. Um, doing things again that bring you joy, that bring you happiness, but it's learning how to love ourselves unconditionally. That, you know, it's not easy for all of us to do that. And it's okay, you're not gonna do it right away or when activity, you're gonna do it overnight, but it's doing things that make you feel good. And I think you can come together as a family and have them, you know, each family member can create their own individual list. Like just list things that you can do that make you feel happy, that make you feel loved, that make you, that bring you joy, that make you feel silly, um, you know, whatever terms that you're using to describing the two of them, having them make a list of that. So they have that handy and they can continue to add things to their list as, as they remember. And I think it's important that, like we were talking earlier about role modeling, just as you would role model at work, to doing it as parents with your children um, you know, it doesn't matter how old they are, but um, 
you know, having some time, especially right now as you're creating some structure in the home to do a little bit of homeschooling and your job, that yes, having a routine and a structure is really important, but for kids, but it's also to add some of these fun times in between there. You know, just like us, when we do from one task to another, how we can get stressed and worried about the stuff to do. So does little kids. So having them do a little homework assignment, adding a little kind of self-care. If you don't want to call it self-care, finding some words that, um, that might help your, your kid understanding, but allowing some time. And what they do during the time, they can choose something from that list. Um, choose something from that list that they can do. Sometimes maybe they want to do it alone. Sometimes they can kind of do it together. And some common things that I've seen people put their kids, it's like even having a dance party, having a, a dance party there in the home. Having, um, I had one time when the mom told me that what they do to get their, their giggles out is having a pillow fight. You know, of course, being careful, <laughs> you know, having a pillow fight, um, you know, playing a board game together. Um, maybe for some teens and adolescents, it can be, um, you know, um, calling a friend, a FaceTime, especially right now when everyone is isolated and we can't go out and about. Because we got to remember again, like even your kids, whether they're young or adolescents, their, their worlds were turned upside down, you know, with school closures, um, school graduations being canceled, school events, no more play dates right now at this time. Like all those pieces have been taken away from them at this moment. So maybe some of their self-care right now is being able to make some sort of connection. And thank goodness they're not with technology. I mean, we can do Skype, FaceTime. That makes it easier to kind of see each other and interact. Um, so coming up with lists of things like that that they can do, but practice, practicing it on a daily basis. And remember that, you know, this is something very new to um to your family to your kids knowing that you know they might resist it sometimes you know so it's when mom and dad want to do something new or something they're probably going to resist it the young ones will probably will enjoy it the most but i think the key here is just doing it daily and sending that message of anything about self-love self-compassion um right now and early on like they're learning it now at a home mm. Oh my goodness. There's so many things I want to ask. So, um, and I want to respect your time as well. So I want to wrap it up with this idea. So these past two episodes that we've done with you right now, we've been mm -hmm. focusing on self-care. Mm -hmm. Now, what if we are pretty solid with our self-care, our family is pretty solid and our family unit with their self-care, but we may have a friend or another loved one that's having issues and you're trying to inspire them to do more self-care. You're trying to motivate them to, Hey, try this, try that, but you're not breaking through. Mm. How could we approach that? How could we better approach that without trying to be trying to shove our ideals down their throat and trying to come off as that person, but really we just care. Right. Yeah. 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 I hear you. And I know that's what can be challenging. Um, for us when we're making that recommendation um, because we see them. We, we, and I think because we have witnessed and how self-care or, you know, this new lifestyle change has really impacted our lives. And of course we want that for our loved ones as well too. I think a lot is what I found again is um, that 
role modeling. Sometimes role modeling, you can do it directly, you know, with them if they're willing or, you know, you have daily contact with them. But I think a lot of it, what I have found is that um, one is they're going to see it through you. And, and I see this because um, not too long ago, I met up with a friend of mine um, that we hadn't seen each other for a couple of months. And um, she's right now going through a um, really hard time burnout in, in her job. And, um, but I think with us interacting more and we had gone out to eat and doing that, it's almost like, um, and she made that comment to me, like, wow, you just look so with lots of energy and vibrant and like, I lost that. It's almost like them seeing us, that her seeing me was like her seeing herself like a re, like, like what, where, what she wants to be, you know, like, cause she knew my past as well too, how I was, where we went to burnout and compassion fatigue, like seeing me back then and then seeing me now. It's almost like by her seeing me live my life this way was um, giving her some hope, um, giving her, um, yeah, I, I think that, that's exactly what she said, like some hope that I, I can do this, I can change this around. So one way like that. Another, what I've done is... Um, either just recommended some books to them or, you know, or some stuff's about some, some books, whether it's on self-care or mindset, um, changing our, our beliefs that sometimes just having them read it on their own and letting them kind of just process it and take it as is. And I've given those out as gifts um, as well too. Thank goodness with Amazon, you know, you can buy some if you know the address, so get just ship, ship to them as a little kind of gift like that. So those are kind of two things. I think modeling for them, showing them that um, sometimes that tends to be more powerful than us sitting there and talking to them and maybe providing them some tools or resources such as like a book um, to help them to see when they're ready, they're going to pick it up. Yeah. And knowing and just them knowing that maybe right now they're not ready in this moment, but just letting them know, say, look, hey, I get it, you know, but whenever you are, just know that I'm here. You know, I've, I'm only just a couple of steps ahead of you. I've, I've acquired some tools or resources and I'm more than happy to share them with you. Cause you know, it's like, I've, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I'm here right now. I'm enjoying it by all means. I'm not perfect. There's still a lot of work to do, but you know, I want you, I, I want, I want you to feel and experience this as I have as well too. Wow. What a what a what a high point to wrap this whole thing up. Okay, I think that's one of the most difficult things, right? When we're yeah. experiencing, when we're having such joy and fulfillment in 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 our life, it's hard to not come off as a "Hey, you need this too." But yeah. you, you just kind of want them to be happy and, and yeah, kind of find of this new light that you have as well. So yeah. I'm really glad that you were able to touch on that. Um, before I let you go, I, I want to take a few minutes to ask you about this new course. If you're, if you're willing about this new course that you're getting ready to launch and how can our listeners, if they haven't connected with you through the first podcast, how can they connect with you and possibly get in on this uh, course that you're going to be launching soon? Of course. Of course. Yes. So my course is on um, compassion, fatigue and burnout. So it's really a foundation course. Um, to help individuals with um, understanding 
those those concepts, what those what that can look like, and helping them go through this journey from we're going to be working on that course through um, again starting with the mindset piece of it too of of self care, really identifying what are some of those beliefs um, that they have and helping them change those beliefs to be able to make this this lifestyle change from doing some self assessment, see what are the areas that that they're struggling with the most so they can identify that and have um, some strategies to help them in those different areas of their lives to help them. And of course, professionally or personally. And so it's really building that foundation of um, helping you if you're someone that is going through burnout right now or going through compassion fatigue, um, you know, highly stressed and you're starting to really see how it's impacting you physically, you know, um, in so many ways, physically from medical stuff, everything, um, mentally, professionally. So just to um, provide you those tools. So that's kind of the list just of it. It'll be a course um, where there would also be um, some um, calls with me on a weekly basis, like group calls where they can ask um, questions so I can help and support them along the way. Um, as they're going through, we're going through these, these lessons. So right now, um, some of the best ways they can contact me as I am in the midst of changing domains in my website. So my website was um, previously nancygallegoscoaching.com. Um, and I've kind of shortened it out a little bit as it does have a big last name. So now it's nancygallegos.com. Um, in there. So where my team is working on get that up going, we're making that transition over. But where I am active a lot is if people are on Instagram, I am there under Nancy Gallegos Coaching. I'm actually going to start doing um, little videos on strategies and tips there and putting it there on IGTV. Um, and also in Facebook, um, they can find me also there under Nancy Gallegos. Awesome. 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 And, you know, you're, we're going to do a, a live interview in the Team FF Facebook page, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Go. You got it. I think the more thank you so much also for, you know, joining me in this thing of really just spreading this message of self-care. You know, I think it goes so well hand in hand, even with your audiences and, you know, to really move this beyond and, and even beyond compassion if you just burn out i mean if you really mm -hmm. look at the stats of this as as a country as a world you know we see all these high levels of burnout in so many fields and you know professionally personally it's just in, in the world that we live in now you know and it's the more we can spread this and um help people you know change some things or add some things into their lives that's just going to help them improve it Yes, one hundred percent, and and we are pleased to to join this movement and spread more of self awareness and you know whatever whatever self care looks like, whatever yes. label people want to put it as, it, yes. it doesn't matter. And and we're just honored to have you on the show because of all the value that you're, you're bringing. I mean, I, I truly believe that you are a light into this world. Uh, I love the mission. I love everything that you're doing with the coaching and, and even on the medical side of it and anything that we can do to help. Um, this podcast is obviously one of them, yes. uh, but anything else in the future, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Definitely. I will. I will, because there's things that, 
a lot of ideas that have been popping up that I kind of want to do. And it, it, one of them really involves um, collaborating with so many other colleagues in different areas to really kind of, like you said, maybe doing some, some live um, interviews and live things that we can come together and answer people's questions. So I'm kind of working out those details, but you'll definitely um, will be honored to, for you guys to be part of this, something that we can just spread our message and get out there. That's really my goal for this year is the more we just spread this, people need to hear this, um, you know, to take care of themselves. And, and like you said, right now, that self-care, whatever that might look for them, and that self-care doesn't have to be complicated. If anything, that's what I really want to sell. It can be something simple, but it's just finding what works for you. And it really is just shifting our mindset about um, self-compassion and self-love with ourselves. Even if we just start with that piece there, um, you know, you're heading in the right direction. Mm. Mm. Nancy, thank you so much for being the show on the second time. We can't wait to get you on the third time. Yes, I'm available. <laughs> you let me know. <laughs> uh, but truly, thank you again, and thank we will you. definitely catch you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.